You're listening to Blind Entrepreneurship, an interview series podcast that highlights the stories of the top business professionals around the world. In each episode, we explore how entrepreneurs overcame blindness in business in order to execute their vision. Mark Metry is the founder of The You Dream, Vu Dream, a marketing and brand agency founded and operating in Boston, working with startups, individuals, and corporations to help customers imagine new future realities in the fields of emerging technology like virtual reality and podcasting. Mark is also the host of the global top 100 podcast called Humans 2.0, featured by Forbes, NASDAQ, and Yahoo Finance as the top 21 growing podcast you must listen to in 2019. Mark's show has been listened to over 4 million times and features the greatest leaders of our time and frequently converses with billionaires, professional athletes, Pulitzer Prize winning journalists, and New York Times bestselling authors exploring today's dynamic of the human experience in modern technological times of 2019. The core word to describe this episode in particular is mindfulness. We go in pretty deep here about this topic. Mark is an absolutely incredible young man. You can tell by how he answers these things. He really goes into depth and completes a full train of thought. And I know this because he's been able to unlock a certain aspect of his brain that allows him to do this. He, his thoughts are clear. He is not scattered. Uh, and from what Mark mentions, he meditates daily. And I think that's a, a huge reason as to why he's able to think as clearly as he does. It's a part of his routine. And from talking to others who meditate, it's very clear to be able to have a conversation with somebody who doesn't and does. And when you're able to do that, and when you're able to meditate, you kind of give yourself and your mind and your body and your spirit up to the, the universe, I want to say. It allows you to understand yourself. It allows you to understand your breathing, your purpose, your reason for being on this earth, and even your mindfulness. When meditating and then not only applying that same practice of, of meditation to your everyday life and how you think and answer questions, you allow your mind and body to function at a higher level. And it's crazy to think that this young man is only 21 years old. He's accomplished a lot. He already has over 4 million listens on his podcast. And I'm excited because it's just the beginning for him. Check out today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Penji. Are you in charge of marketing for your business and need graphic design support? Let Penji design anything you need for your business, from a logo to your marketing materials, sales sheets, social media content, and so much more. Penji helps you achieve more with unlimited graphic design support, daily output, and a dedicated project manager, all at one flat monthly rate. We have an exclusive offer to the Blind Entrepreneur community, Head over to penji.co and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month. Again, that's penji.co, P-E-N-J-I dot C-O, and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month of Penji. And now, let's get to today's episode. Mark, welcome to the show. Jonathan, thank you so much for having me, my friend. From one podcaster to another, it's good to have one on. 
uh, especially a man of your caliber. Absolutely love the podcast. It's incredibly informative, and your ability to storytell is absolutely awesome. So congratulations on your success. Wow, man, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, man, I really appreciate that coming from uh, a seasoned individual such as yourself. It means the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So before we get into the episode, we have to lay the foundation to the people who have no idea who you are or to the people who already know who you are. And the first question that I have for you is why are you a qualified expert to help our customers imagine a, a future in the field of emerging technology? So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just a everyday ordinary 21 year old growing up on the uh, East coast of the United States. I uh, born and raised in Boston. I, um, my parents immigrated to this country and for me, like entrepreneurship and doing things online, uh, were sort of like my hobby, my, my sort of home base. And so like, even though I'm a young guy, like I've been doing this marketing stuff for like the last decade, like ever since I was a little young kid, like I was doing this stuff, like back in 2009, 2010, I had a YouTube channel with like 35,000 subscribers. I, I've honestly launched like more businesses and, and websites and services that I even remember that I can even keep track of. Um, and, and like, I think by the way that I'll answer this question, I think people will get a sense, you know, I actually don't believe in the concept of an expert. Um, mm -hmm. One of my friends, Naveen Jane says that if you take a look at an industry and you see the people at the very, very top that are, you know, so-called experts, what they can do from then on out is just make incremental uh, changes, incremental updates to their industry. But I mean, if you just take a look at, at history, it's like the experts, the top people in their industry are almost never the people that make some kind of a monumental exponential change. It usually comes from somebody that has a variety of experience in many different fields and they're able to come to this new one. And so what Naveen Jain says is when you become an expert in a field, you are basically useless in that industry because you can only make incremental updates. Now, that being said, I think there's a tremendous value in having, you know, specialized knowledge in having the right people that, you know, are, are practitioners, people that have done this successfully, people that are doing this successfully now, people that are doing it successfully for others. And so, you know, I think for me, it's just like my combination of over a decade of uh, sort of online experience combined with, um, you know, just like my fascination and passion about human potential and improvement in general. And then as well as kind of what we're going to be seeing in the next 10, 20 years with exponential technology and what that's going to mean for the future. Yeah, I mean... To the people that may be listening, I know there's always two sides of a coin. One mm -hmm. coin being that, you know, you're 21 and here you are kicking some serious butt. And then the <laughs> other coin would probably be, well, you're a kid and you have 10 years of experience and there's no way that you've experienced it. And now with a person like yourself, with over 4 million downloads, I mean, that is a, a true testament to your understanding of the, of the market. And not only, uh, but your will to just keep, keep plowing through. And so my first question 
is something along the lines of my first real question outside of that is you've interviewed so many people, so many incredible people. And I would like to hear from your, your honest opinion. Was there anyone that you've interviewed that has made you a little bit nervous when you spoke with them? Um, honestly, dude, the straight up answer is almost all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Like seriously, man. So like yesterday I was, uh, yesterday I was interviewing Mark Manson, the, um, the author of um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a... Yeah. And then he's coming out with a new one. And it's like, uh, before sort of any interview, like at the beginning, like I'm almost like always nervous, like always. <laughs> but then, you know, what I've learned and like kind of how I've like sort of trained myself is like, that's not what matters. Like, I think you're always going to get anxious. But what really does matter is like, just keeping sort of like an opportunistic open mind and saying like okay you know I might feel a little bit nervous I might feel a little bit anxious but I know that you know these these feelings are going to give me the power that I need to be able to you know operate this conversation and and keep me on my toes versus you know if I wasn't nervous if I didn't have a little bit of too much energy like maybe that would just make for a boring interview and so I just think it comes down to like being able to harness that of both sides and not necessarily looking at it as just like an objectively, um, you know, bad thing if it happens, but just being like, okay, I'm now going to leverage this towards, um, you know, my, my own sort of like success and focus on what needs to be done in like the next, you know, whatever it is, 45 minutes. But yeah, I mean, I almost always get nervous. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's story at the to the part of of what you're talking the middle part of your of your answer. It was it's about proper storytelling and vibing with the other person. And I think storytelling is incredibly difficult to do. Uh, it, it's an art in in my eyes. And I was before doing research on on you, I started looking at your YouTube channel, and I saw a pretty epic trailer. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't get motivated by, by that type of stuff, but you know, I, I definitely felt a little bit of like, you know what, I need to go maybe not through a wall, like a full wall, but maybe just like a half wall. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about the moment within that video in particular that changed your life? Yeah. So, I mean, um, or at least the moment your life changed, I think that's the exact word, the wording they use. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So just to give um, the listeners here an idea of what you're talking about, like I, I ended up recording this uh, or or creating sort of like this, like this video compilation of like me just sort of like going down um, like an event that happened in my life and my thought process around it and, and how I went from thought to thought to realization to realization. And I mean, I think that ties into sort of like, you know, storytelling, what you were just saying. Um, I sort of like learned, picked up elements on how to storytell in that particular way from this guy named Jason Silva. And um, if you guys don't know who he is, definitely look him up. But the way that he does his videos is like when he has uh, a thought or, or, or a realization in his mind that like, like just totally just like blows the, the socks off him. Like he now uses the combination of music and dramatic voice 
to like to like demonstrate to almost simulate his own thought realization but if anybody were to listen to video so that's that's what i was like trying to do i don't know if he came across i think i'm um i'm definitely getting better as i as i go on but um i mean for me man like in my own life like when i was 18 i i weighed over 200 pounds i uh, had basically had like pretty severe social anxiety my entire life I never really had depression. And when I was 18, like that to me is when I felt like I was really just sort of hit with it. I, you know, I had all sorts of things um, sort of like about my character that I wasn't happy with. And, you know, when I was 18, like I was in college and, you know, I began to expand my worldview. And it's like, Mm -hmm. when that happens, you begin to like shift your perspective and you start to become consciously aware of so many other things in your life and it's just like I was never a confident kid I was never a smart kid or somebody who had a high self-esteem but I totally knew I could be more and it was just like when I was 18 I kind of hit like my own version of rock bottom and like once I sort of understood that I began to like use you know like the 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 pain the complacency uh the struggle that I had sort of always allowed to slowly suffocate me towards pushing that and growing and like what I can tell you is like um, for me like like the whole sort of like idea behind like you know the name of my podcast human version 2.0 is like this idea that like for me like I like you don't know me you don't know who I was before but I was a completely different person. Like I, I was addicted to people. Like, again, I had no self-esteem. I I had no confidence. Like before in my life, I got lucky quote unquote with some, um, you know, sort of like entrepreneurial things. And so like my financial uh, sort of like um, abilities or my, my wealth, that was a problem that I, I never had an issue with, but it's like, aside from that, everything in my life sort of um, was, was like 180 to what I have now. And like, as I began to go throughout these changes, um, I, just, I, just, I just saw like a completely new definition of life in every aspect of my life. And then it made me sort of begin to understand like, oh wow, so like if, a, if like a screwed up kid like myself can, can just like become a different person and like, like I can't even begin to explain how much my life has just completely changed and I honestly pinch myself every day just because I like put my foot down and I made a decision and I took responsibility and I just began hammering it out every single moment of every single day and like 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 that's the message I want to convey man and it's like like I I do a ton of speaking and sometimes I go to schools and stuff and it's like I see like the 13 14 year old version like of myself like that kid sitting in like the corner of the classroom doesn't really have any friends. He's just on his computer all day. Like, like, like that, that's just like an, like an example of the, the kind of person that I want to hit, man. And like mm-hmm. all the storytelling, this podcast stuff, like that's what it's all about, man. Like, I don't, sure. I don't want to be known as a, a podcaster. I'm not doing this for marketing or yep. branding or influence. Like, dude, I'm solely doing this just to try to scale impact because for me, it's just a passion of mine. And this is really like my oxygen. Like, yeah. you know, before we hopped on the call, you were telling me that 
um, like you kind of do this to express your own creativity and it's like kind of your side passion. And it's like, dude, if I didn't do this, I couldn't breathe in life. Yeah. Like, like there's like a conscious awareness of like, okay, Mark, what are you doing to like spread ideas, to, to yep. shift people's mindset, to expand, you know, human consciousness. And it's just like the podcast is a great way to do that. And I'm always trying to get better. But yeah, yeah that was a great, great question. No, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a great answer. I mean, like, like you said, it, it is to some degree, it's, it's an outlet. We all need outlets. Some people's outlets could be painting. Some people's outlets could be, mm. uh, you know, uh, on a negative aspect, an outlet could be drug or abuse or some, something like that. Right. But we all need to have some type of thing that allows us to, to think creatively, to, to be a better version of ourselves. And that leads me to a question about mindfulness, which, which is a word that you use quite often. Mm. Um, and I think that kind of sums up very much so about what it is that your mission is. And so I, can you tell us a little bit about what mindfulness has done for you in your life? And I know that there's several articles written about that. So just to dive in a little bit about the word mindfulness and what it means to you. Yeah, man, that's a great question. So like, um, yeah, so Forbes did a feature on me and um, like the, the title of the article was something along the lines of like, uh, how mindfulness uh, like took this um, this this tech entrepreneur or something <laughs> out of mm -hmm. depression and like ever since that like I've been getting you know grouped up a lot with like sort of like the whole mindfulness movement and it's like I mean like dude I don't know where I would be without that like I, I remember the day very clearly it was Halloween of 2016 mm -hmm. I was on a bus I was going on a trip with some of my friends and like it was a pretty long trip it was like an hour drive and so i was just bored out of my mind um to be honest with you like literally the day before like I, we were <laughs> we went out drinking so i was like hung over so <laughs> i was just like i was feeling like crap right and i'm sitting on this bus and i'm like man like what am i like like how am i gonna live my life right so then i just like go to the app store on my phone and I see like, oh, check out like Headspace meditation. And like uh, prior to that point, I had done like a tiny bit of research just in terms of like, you know, shifting the realization that meditate, like mindfulness meditation is not for like hippies or people that are like really bored and like want to see God or something in their life. Mm -hmm. But it's actually, you know, a high performance tool like Oprah and LeBron James and like, all the most successful people meditate. So it's like, I kind of had that thought in the background. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to download this app and give it a go. And, you know, I put in my headphones, I, I did the meditation activity for 10 minutes. And it's like, I, like, I didn't exactly understand what had happened at that time, but like the rest of that day was different. And I had continued to meditate every single day for like two weeks. And honestly, dude, those two weeks were probably the most stressful weeks of my life. Mm. Uh, um, and the reason why I say that is like, when you practice mindfulness meditation, you become aware of so many different things about yourself. You become aware of who you thought you were and the story that you're telling to yourself about yourself in your own head. It's kind of like, you know, human beings are like, we're like layers of, of an onion. Uh, there's the outermost layer in which we like kind of show the world. And there's layers that go deeper and deeper. And it's like, 
the bulb in the middle, like that's the quote unquote real us. And like all these layers that we put up, like those are, those are like our defense mechanisms. Like that's, that's the mindset that we have to the world. And it's like, as I was meditating day by day, week by week, all these, all these layers that I thought were reality, they began to dissolve. They began to slowly disappear because like really all you're doing when you practice in this case, mindfulness meditation, you're literally just closing your eyes. You're shutting off the environment. You might have headphones in, you might not, you might be in a quiet room and you're literally just focusing your attention on the breath, like how your breath goes up and down your body. And a lot of people will try to do that and they'll maybe do it for like 30 seconds or a minute. And then they'll just say like, Oh my God, I like, I can't do it. Like I can't, I can't focus or, or I can't, uh, get get control of my thoughts or I can't kill my thoughts and it's like no 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 that's that's the whole point like it, it's not possible for you to delete your thoughts but what meditation is is it's simply a simulation that you put yourself in of where you wake up in the morning you sit down you close your eyes for whatever how many long 10 minutes I meditate for like 25 minutes and when you do that what you begin to realize is that your brain is just simply a thinking organ. You can't shut it off and it's going to think crazy things. And it's kind of like if you go to the beach and you take a look at the waves and the shoreline, you know, there's a wave that hits another wave and another and another and another and another and another and it never ends. And then you begin to realize like, oh, that's how my mind is when it comes to thoughts. And then once you have that understanding, when you're now in the middle of your day and I don't know, you're in a meeting or you're about to hop on like a podcast interview and your brain is sending you thoughts of like, oh man, this guy isn't going to show up or this guy thinks I'm a loser or, oh, should I even go to this? And like all these thoughts that like sabotage us in a way mm -hmm. they're still there but then with mindfulness meditation you learn that oh this is just an automatic natural biological response that's happening to my brain and when that happens like you can extrapolate and just kind of like realize like how many how many of our problems in life whether that's like um social anxiety or addiction or not being positive or being too negative almost every single problem has to do with the amount of thoughts that you get. And if you can find a way to almost like make your thoughts lose a little bit of power over you and you're just able to understand that like, this is literally just some electricity firing in my brain, it, it'll completely change your life. And that's what happened with me. And that just like, it just like completely rewires your brain. It's like, I, I often say that, um, like mindfulness meditation is like it's like a fundamental meta exponential skill that helps you get better at everything else that you do whether you want to be a better dad or a better ceo or um somebody who isn't like super mad at himself and doesn't love himself like mindfulness meditation the the super simple art of simply not doing anything is actually profoundly, profoundly impactful, especially man, like when you sort of like look at the way that our society is structured today of where, you know, you wake up at like 5am, your alarm clock rings, like 
you get on your phone, you check a thousand things, you, you know, you hop on a train, you hop on a flight, you go over here, you know, you have to call this person, then this person sends you an email, you have to respond back, email this guy, text this person. It's like, we almost have zero time to just sit down and do nothing versus like, I think people that lived a long time ago, they had that opportunity much more likely. And it's like, when sort of like the, the, the way that our, our society's structure changes, you have to put an emphasis on uh, mindfulness. And it's like, um, so like this entire time I've been talking about mindfulness meditation, but mindfulness just by itself is just the fact of like you being mindful. It's like, like, like I remember when I was a kid and I would walk from like school back to my house or I would be like on a bus or I would be driving. Like, dude, I almost never knew like where I was. Like the second that I would, uh, get, like the second that my brain would detect that, okay, Mark, you're on an automatic path of walking from school to your house. You've done it a hundred times. What happens is you no longer start to live life in the present moment. You then begin to think about all of the different things in your life, the, the, the things that happened in the past that you're upset over or, or what you're afraid about to happen later in the day or tomorrow. And it's like, I almost like never remembered myself just being mindful and walking. But mindfulness is just like, you really do feel your breath, your body, kind of like your sort of like organism here walking on the planet. And when you do that, you get in the present moment. And when you're in the present moment, the, the, the issues that often plague us from the past and the uh, future that may cause depression and anxiety, you know, those basically cease to exist because in the present moment, you know, there's just you, you're just walking around. And um, both of them are unbelievably sort of powerful concepts that I think are essential to anybody doing anything in 2019. And I think that's in, uh, incredible to, to experience that. I myself do meditation as, as well, not to the level and caliber of probably where you're able to unlock your brain. But I think there's two sides of this, right? There's the side of doing it, which is already incredibly difficult. But then the other side is wanting to do it and stay committed to it. Mm. We all want to we all want to 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 have this mindfulness, but is you it sounds as if you had like an experience that made you want to change this. Do you think that this mindfulness act, is it more experiential or is this more so you waking up one day and being like, hey, I'm 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 going to do this. Well, dude, I think that's um, I think that's like a great distinction that you laid out there. So, um, yeah, man. So, like, I'll tell you this. Like, I so I've been doing this towards like the end of 2016, like I said, and it's you know it's like basically the middle of 2019. Jesus Christ, time is yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> man, um, and like I've basically been doing this. Uh, almost every single day. I think I've missed a day here and a day there, but basically for every single day. And you do it in the morning, I, right? I do it in the morning and I also do it at night depending on um, depending on sort of like my routine. and Depending upon uh, what crap goes down during the day. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like if I'm, if I'm super stressed out, like I'll just like have a spot in my schedule, in my calendar, like three, four, maybe even after that where I'm just like, all right, bro, just like <laughs> meditate for like five, 10 minutes, like nothing too serious. 
Um, but yeah, so like what I've learned is that like like I like I clearly clearly understand the value of the of this activity, right? But oftentimes, man, it's it's not so uh, like easy convincing sort of like the uh, the feeling emotional part of your brain to sort of like the logical action oriented part of our brains and like what i mean by that is like some days you know you'll you'll wake up and you know you'll just it's like similar to go to the gym like there are days where you're just like man i really don't want to sit down and do nothing for 20 minutes like i gotta i gotta figure out what to do here i gotta figure out what i'm gonna eat for breakfast and all these different kinds of things so i honestly think that the practice of just learning how to show up regardless of whether you actually want to do the activity or not. I think it's actually more powerful than meditating itself. Hmm. Um, and, and it's like, the reason why I say that is like, it's like, again, it's like the same way of, of going to the gym. Like there are times where you wake up and you're like, Oh man, I really don't want to um, go to the gym. And then you end up going to the gym and you come back and you're like, oh man, thank God I went to the gym. Like, I, I feel so much better. And it's like this whole sort of um, potential disconnect between sort of like our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions versus, you know, like sort of like the more physical, like our, our actions, the logical side of our brain. And I think it's, it's just about learning how to leverage each other um, to go there. And, um, like for me, like, I honestly, like meditation sort of came in my life when I was just at a point where like, I had like kind of hit my own version of rock bottom, like I said, and I was just like doing everything. I was trying everything. Like I was just doing a, like a complete 180 on my life. Like I was doing everything that I have never done before. And it's like meditation really, really just fit in there because like every single article, <laughs> on the internet is talking about us. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to give this a go. Mm. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're incredibly grateful that you did. And I, and I think something that is the complete opposite of, I guess, being present and mindful and all that stuff is the idea behind emergent technology, which <laughs> I, I understand that that's something that is also oh, man. like really important to you because you, your whole, from what I'm understanding is how can people succeed in a world of emerging technology? And, oh, man. and I'd like to hear just from your perspective is like, how can you balance that out? You know, how, yeah. how can you, how can you like, we, we all have to prepare for what's coming, right? The AI boom, the uh, automation uh, is already here, but I'd love to hear from your perspective of like finding that, that balance and, and how can we do the right things to help our businesses prepare for that as well? Man, dude, you know, the right questions to ask my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, dude. I've been thinking a ton about this and the more I think about this, the more I sort of centralize my thoughts around this idea. So when we say sort of like the words technology, you know, we're, we're talking about simply I, I, the way that I define technology is the same way that Kevin Kelly, the co-founder of Wired Magazine defines it. And it's this technology is the seventh kingdom of life. 
It's called the technium. It's subject to the same evolutionary forces. So when you take a look at sort of like uh, evolution at an existential level, I, I believe that technology is actually the same exact thing as like fungus. Like it is this like bigger organism ecosystem that is like slowly wrapping its roots around everything and growing. You know, it started when humans discovered how to, you know, rub two pieces of wood or flint together to make fire. And then eventually, you know, we created, you know, spears and then it was, I don't know, books. And then eventually that became like the agricultural revolution and then electricity. And then now it's like, you know, what you said, artificial intelligence, uh, virtual reality, all these different um, sorts of technologies. And I think that's important to notice because I don't, I, like, I don't think technology is unnatural. I think if it exists, it's natural. But I think the real complication, man, that a lot of us get, and I think this is for a good reason, is I think we often sort of like to hold a permanent definition of what technology is based on how we view technology today. And it's like, here's the thing, technology is just a double-edged sword. Like we saw how bad technology got in like World War II. It was basically like one of the first times where humans had access to insane high-tech technology. And basically, you know, tens of millions of people died. Um, America's government was dropping nuclear bombs. Like that is how bad technology can get. And so I think the question then becomes like, it's not actually about the technology. It's about sort of like the cognitive uh, apparatus that's controlling it, that's at play. Mm. And like when I begin to look at today's technology of what's going on, like I think social media is great for both of the reasons that you and I, like it's completely changed how we communicate to other people across the world. It's blown up commerce. It's enabled transparency and that changes the way that organizations and, and governments dictate their business. And it's done so many other great things. But at the same time, I also think that social media is just an unbelievably powerful tool. And like this stuff is coming in so fast and everyone just basically everyone in the world has a phone. And I think when you give people that much access to power, and there's no responsibility, I think it can get very, very dangerous. So it's like, you take a look at Facebook now, and like, oftentimes, if you go on your personal Facebook, like, you'll, like, you'll see some sort of like a, a, a fight, or like a debate going on between this dude that's left, this other dude that's right, or, or blue, or red, or whatever, pink, green, like, whatever people's sides people are on, you just see fights, and, and that's because, the way that we're currently interfacing with technology is so is so robotic when you look at when you scroll through facebook or any other social media site you know your 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 human information about you is being deduced down to like a bunch of pixels that just say your name and then maybe like a group that you're in and like a photo and it's like that's not human interaction i think that's how sort of like you, like you see things on social media that people would never say to each other. And so, and so the, the point that I'm trying to make is if we view that today as a problem, which I really do believe it is, what's the next step? Maybe the next step to solving this problem, maybe it's living in a mixed reality world where instead of 
interacting with sort of like the digital world on your phone all day and seeing people as like these letters and these numbers, maybe it would be a better idea if instead of like debating in the corners of your, of like your rooms in an, in a, in a anger, in an angry fury, maybe it'd be better to like, I don't know, hop into like a, a virtual reality world together or some kind of a mixed reality environment where you can just sit down with one another and have a human conversation to understand each other's points. And it's just like, that's the way that I'm viewing this, man. Like, I don't think that uh, em like emerging immersive technologies are anti-presence or anti-mindfulness. I actually think they go hand in hand with one another. Like, you know, what happens when instead of, you know, you can, instead of like getting on like a three or four person video chat to discuss business, and then everyone is actually just like doing something else or looking at their phone or being distracted. Like, what if you could just like say like, hey, we're gonna meet at the top of the Eiffel Tower in Paris in this VR room to talk about this, about like a, a client that we have. Maybe it's like, hey, um, I haven't talked to my grandma in like four months because I don't know, I, I can't afford a plane ticket to Peru. So maybe I'm just gonna hop into a virtual reality together and, and, and meet her. And then like at the same time, we've also got sort of like mixed reality. And it's this concept of like, you know, uh, Pokemon Go and sort of Instagram filters. Those are the mainstream example. But what we're really talking about here with mixed reality is that virtual world, that world that we all try to look into from our phones, like these five inch uh, colored glass screens that emit different colored light to simulate something that's going on in the virtual world, what if we could just integrate that in real life? Yeah. And it's and it's like, and like you you begin to extrapolate this, and you're just like, oh, okay. So if people are just doing whatever it is they want without limits, it's not only going to make everything better, um, more sort of peaceful, but at the same time, it's like people don't have to look down at their phones and be disconnected from real life, right? Because every time that I get a text and I like look at my phone to read it and respond, I'm, I'm outside of the world. I'm not being mm -hmm. present, but it's like, mm -hmm. imagine if that was integrated with my present day reality with mixed reality. And I think that when we're talking about that kind of a world, Jonathan, dude, I think that the very nature of human existence has to change. Like what we're actually talking about here and like, this can sort of go with like virtual reality and then even AI, like, dude, we're talking about like a bunch of, a bunch of monkey, a bunch of monkeys on this rock that's mm -hmm. spinning around in space that are, that like, they look around at life, they look around at reality and they're just like, nah, we're going to make our own. And they invent like this, like this technology, <laughs> they put it on their face and they basically replace reality. And it's like, dude, I've, like I, like I'm in this industry and like, dude, they already have virtual reality headsets that are indistinguishable from real life. I know a couple startups here that are building like, like brain neurable interfaces for VR and AR. So it's like, mm. this stuff is happening, man. And I think the real question then becomes like, have you, uh, have you heard or seen that show Black Mirror? No, I haven't. I'm sorry. Oh man, you totally got to. So it's basically like uh it's like a dystopian version of technology, okay? Mm. And, and like, it's a very, very popular show and people always ask me about it. Like, dude, you know, what if VR goes wrong 
like in this episode, just like in Black Mirror. And like, here's the reality. It probably will, right? Yeah. We're not going to have, we're not going to have a 100% like success rate. That's just impossible w- when it comes to anything. But it's like this, we're living here in 2019. Why don't we try to use these technologies that are coming either way for the better? Maybe mm-hmm. to decrease, you know, business cost. Maybe to, oh, and dude, don't even get me started on what virtual reality can do in the healthcare space. Mm. Like it, it, it's insane. Like I'm up here in Boston and I know Boston. Oh, there's a ton of hospital. stuff going on over there. Yeah. Like dude, they're using it. They, they found that virtual reality is a more effective painkiller than morphine. Like mm. there is so many different things going on, man. So it's like, I think virtual reality, because it is a, such an unbelievably sort of like life changing tool. There's so much power behind it. There's so much more opportunity that then we can use it to solve a lot of problems going on today in the world that we just simply don't have solutions for. But I think the sort of like another theme with this is with tremendous power comes tremendous responsibility. And th- like, like you wouldn't walk around and like just give people like, I don't know, cocaine and like guns <laughs> on every corner. And it's like this technology stuff is super, super powerful. And the, the matter of the fact is like, the way that the future is going, like it, everything's going to be demonetized. Like everything's going to be free. The access and distribution to everything is going to be wide open. So when it's available to everyone on the planet, like there needs to be a completely different conversation when it comes to being responsible, because if the responsibility yeah. isn't there, man, this power is going to drain and seep out and expose a person who does not have a strong foundation. It's as simple as that. And so, you know, I'm just trying to be a part of that conversation, man. I'm trying to, instead of making it a black mirror, I'm trying to make it a white mirror. And I think it's, uh, I think it's 100% going to happen. And I think it's going to be a very, very prosperous time in humanity. Absolutely. And, and to the people that are listening, let's do as much as we can to be proactive, to, to be understanding that, this will come, but we have to have a somewhat of a positive mindset going in in order to use these. Because a lot of people, in my opinion at least, I, I feel like I hear this this idea behind these emerging technologies and people are either afraid of it or they just don't understand what the capabilities could be. But if you're able to have a, a relatively positive mindset and understand that this is here to help us, not hurt us. Um, imagine a world where you can put on a headset and meditate for 20 minutes with somebody yeah. actually talking to you live and in, in somewhat in person and hearing uh, even more backgrounds noises than, you know, sometimes what I do, which is put on uh, the med- meditation app headspace and then mm. put like waves crashing uh, on, on the main speaker in the background to simulate that I'm actually on the beach listening and <laughs> meditating. So, um, you know, things like that. And, and, and Mark, you're able to just eloquently say all the right things and, and definitely on, on the forefront of, of greatness. And it's an absolute honor to have you on the show. It's, a, it's an absolute honor to be able to pick your brain a little bit about such an, an, an amazingly awesome topic. To those that are, again, still listening, I'd love for you to be able to just tell everybody about how they can learn more about you, how they could be a part of your journey, and uh, even listen to some of your episodes. Yeah, totally. Um, check out my podcast, Humans 2.0, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And um, I've got a website. I'm, I'm 
I'm on every social media network. Just look me up. I'm uh, Mark Ventry, M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y. Very cool. And all the links will be in the show notes as always. Uh, and Mark, thank you again so much. You've been listening to Blind Entrepreneurship brought to you by Penji. Our guest this week was Mark Metry. There are so many nuggets of information and takeaways that we can learn from this conversation. And I hope that everybody that is listening is able to apply them because it's one thing to say to, to, that you want to do something, but it's another thing to actually apply it and do it. And I think Mark, his insights on not only living in the presence, but in some way using emerging technologies to enhance that experience of being a better human. It sounds cliche and cheesy, but it's that ability to become a human or at least a 2.0 version of a human being. All right, listeners, I'm sitting a worldwide challenge. This week, I'd like you to do something for yourself. Go out to, to a nice restaurant, order that one thing that you've been craving, get out of the house, go for a walk, Take a different route on your way to to and from work. You absolutely deserve it. You've been working so incredibly hard, and you just need need to go out and treat yourself. And when you do, tweet me at Krzbowski J or head over to tbeshow.com and drop a comment on this week's episode. You can find more about Mark at markmetry.com, which is M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y.com. His podcast is called Humans 2.0. And as for us, you could check out Penji if you are in need of a simple, easy, and affordable graphic design solution for your business and head over to our podcast website, which is tbeshow.com. We just updated it. I hope you guys like it as much as we do. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to us. If you could just go ahead and tell a friend about the episode, share a link, uh, send him a Facebook message, whatever it is that you have to do to share this with a friend. It's the only way that we can cure blindness in business. Go out there and execute your vision, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.